Fab Radio International. Dot com. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are the editors of Starburst Magazine, and if you don't know what Starburst Magazine is, what the fuck are you doing listening to this show? They want some Wednesday night entertainment. Indeed. We bring you the latest in genre and cult entertainment and all that sort of stuff. We're, if it's a bit weird, we bring it to you. We're a pair of cults. Indeed. Absolutely. So... We've just come out of deadline. Chris is having the night off because he was here till stupid o'clock at, like, daytime yep. through the night. He's a trooper. And it all went off to print. So what? What do we give him any clues as to nope. what's in it? We've still got one on sale. So right. let's go and buy that one instead. Right then. So Read all about The Predator, which is coming out this week. Indeed. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Some well, previews? Yeah. Um, is it? Is it 12 o'clock tonight or is it 12 o'clock tomorrow? Oh, I get confused. I think it's tonight. Yeah, possibly. Because yeah. oh, well. they've started edging it further and further into the middle week, haven't they? Yeah, well, because we can Because they want that weekend to be longer and longer. Yeah, well, we can't, we can't go anyway. We're doing this show, so yeah, <laughs> there you go. And if people are, are you know, going seeing it, are, are you looking forward to it? The Predator, it opens. It's to say that the franchise has had a checkered history. It's like Alien in that respect. You've had a lot of good movies and there's been some stinkers. And I'll be honest, the last one I was really looking forward to, Predators, yeah? Mm. And it turned out it was just Predator. Yeah. They, were, they, they, they had a trailer where there was somebody and all them laser targets came from everywhere mm. and it made you believe that there was just it was the equivalent of aliens in that there'd just be loads of predators, an army of predators. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't at all. I don't know how the fuck they got away with that. That was outrageous. A skyline. Yeah, so we got conned with that one. So hopefully Predator, we're, we're going to go and see... The Predator this week, and we'll let you know next week what we think of it. And uh, so, are you all looking forward to it? What, whatever you want to chat about tonight, you can email at studio at fabradiointernational.com. And we've got Twitter, yeah, starburst underscore mag. There you go. So, we are, I'm, I'm absolutely knackered, you're absolutely knackered, and I, I don't, I hardly know what's been going on. Well, we, we, 
we we threw this out on on Twitter earlier. Uh, we've had a, a, a brace of deaths over the last few days. Yeah, it's been quite a lot. Uh, so we've got sort of like four people to pay tribute to, really. Mm. Um, Liz Fraser went first. You remember her? Yeah. She did a couple of Carry On films, uh, Confessions, Adventures. Mm. She was also in The Avengers. Right. She did uh, Girl from Ante. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm All Right, Jack. Right. Peter Sellers. Uh, Burt Reynolds, he died. Well, that's that's um, a big one for me because it I is. really, really, really liked him, and he some of the stuff that I even like some of his lesser known stuff like Hooper. Well, Hooper know. for me was was one of the big ones. Yeah, it was um, it was a big movie at the time that. Yeah, and it, and it, it, it doesn't get shown very often. No, it was because it's, it's quite hoo ha in the uh, mm. in the subject matter because it, it was only an A when yeah. it came out, and there's, there's all sorts in it. But you know that 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 became. Uh, that was the let's just say that the uh, the Dukes of Hazard was obviously based upon um, Smokey and the Bandit, mm. and also the uh, Fall Guy, the fall guy was based yeah. on Hooper. Yeah, you know the, the he had a habit of being in <coughs> movies that that lent themselves very well to a TV model. Yeah, and of course he was you know Deliverance, yeah, classic, of course, yeah, and uh, and you know Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, and. Uh, Later on, Boogie Nights, yeah, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. That's he brought he it brought him back into the mainstream. That he'd been in the wilderness for a bit. Yeah, he had a, a lot of problems with drugs and drink and women and all the usual stuff. But at the end of the day, he did manage to straighten himself out. Mm-hmm. And he obviously famous as well for being coupled with Sally Field, and they had a very temp temp temp. Oh God, how do you put it? Tempestuous, Tempestuous relationship, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a great... I liked him. I really liked him. I mean, he's like I say, to me, he was never the best actor in the world. He was just but, a really fun character. But there was a time when he was in virtually everything. Yeah. Oh, he was all he was, over. He was never off the screen. Yeah. I mean, I've I, I made a note of a couple of films that I love of his that mm. probably, you know, uh, we can cover him because the musicals. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's as, as weirded out there mm. as you can get. Uh, best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether you remember this one, At Long Last Love. No, I haven't seen that. Which is uh, based around the Cole Parter songs. Right. That's well worth checking out. No, I've not seen that one. Sybil Shepherd, Shepherd's in mm. it. And... For me, it was the Cannonball Run and um, Smokey and the Bandit. Mm. I, I loved the first Cannonball Run so much because him and his character, Dom DeLuise, Dom DeLuise being that, Captain that crazy, yeah. Crazy superhero, and then yeah. he then Roger Moore playing a guy who thinks he's Roger Moore, and, and there was this all sorts of you know basically anybody who's anybody's yeah. in it. It's a great cast, and but I think Smokey and the Bandit was just fabulous. I really yeah. do. I like both of the, the the two movies. I think the third one, he was in it. I mean, he, yeah. there was a cameo at the end, but it was it just shoe on. Yeah, it was shoe on. Then he did not want to do it again, but. But you, you know, a lot, lot of fun, and we, we threw out onto Twitter if, if you've got your favourite Burt Reynolds film, let us know. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we've covered most of them there. Indeed, uh, we also lost uh, Fenella Fielding. Mm. Uh, of course, everybody knows him. Carry on screaming. Yeah, uh, but she also did a Hammer film, The Old Dark House, right? Which was uh, directed by William Castle, who we yeah, love right. a great deal. Yeah, which is the remake of the uh, the James Whale film yeah. from the 30s. Mm. It doesn't get shown as often as it should do, but uh, it's very good. And uh, and of course, she was the big thing was the prisoner. Yeah, she was the voice of the village, but really, so right. 
the announcer. No, I didn't know that, you know. Really? No, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. It's an interesting piece of trivia. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, but she, that, that voice she had was just velvet. It was, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that's Sad Loss. And, of course, uh, Jacqueline Pierce. Oh, that's, that's, a, um, that's very sad, that. Because I've known quite a few of the cast of that show, and they, you know, they've all had a bit of bad luck. I mean, obviously Gareth Thomas has uh, has passed on, and sad thing happened with, um, you know, he he lost his legs sadly. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do Paul the joke. Darrow. Yeah, and now you've lost her. Now she had a really tough time because. She when she left the show because the show was so big. Everybody forgets how big it was. It was huge. Mm. It was, uh, it was a monstrous hit that show. And Blake Seven was was on everybody's lips. It was a bit. It was a massive show, and her character was so big. It's it's difficult to remember how big it it was. Then when she left, obviously the problem comes with typecasting. Now, I'm not saying that was totally. It, but for one reason or another, she was having a few problems, and she got used to the character that much that she'd often end up playing the character without mm. wanting to, and she got in a lot of trouble. And the, the good news is she managed to pull herself out of it. She's like very old school as well. You have to note she was very old school. She's very much lovey darling. She was. I, I, yeah. I managed to meet her a couple of years ago, and yeah. she was a great raconteur. Um, yeah. So did tell a saucy story or so, you know. Well, that's it. She, she was very frank and open. If anybody who's read the book, I know Paul Mount's read it, read the book and yeah. uh, her autobiography. She's mm. she's very open about some of the things she's done. Yeah, and she she she's just a she was like I say, they don't make them like her anymore. She's yeah. she's very much the the classic Rada actress, uh, mm. lovey darling. Everybody's uh, a chum, you know. Well, again, Fenella Fielding was the same. She was yeah. a renowned as a stage actor yeah. more than anything but that's, we know her for it. we know her for carriage on screaming basically yeah. mm. but that's where her talent was yeah and apparently she was just amazing on stage it's just a shame it, it, it is a shame because i think she wasn't crazy old um she could have had a bit longer in the uh you know basking she's been out going to conventions and stuff mm. and she's very popular still yeah, very, very popular. Absolutely, yeah. So she'll well, she'll she, be missed. She gets three bites of the cherry. Really, she did the Blake Seven thing, a mm. couple of Hammer films, yeah, and uh, and a Doctor Who appearance. So yeah, that's yeah. A, it's enough to draw everybody. Yeah, larger than life character. Mm. Although, did you see what she looked like in the Doctor Who one? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> not that that won't be uh, that won't be any of the pictures. They know obituary is that one. Do bloody weird cannibal. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's it'll be it's Serverland that she's remembered for, Absolutely, and, yeah. and fine because, to be honest, from what I've seen, it's a, it, there's a lot of her in that character. Yeah, oh, I mean, when I saw her do this, the talk a couple of years ago, she was uh, mm. she was reveling in it, and you know she she loved she loved that character. Good, and, good, and you know she loved the power. Oh and, yeah, and. and who wouldn't basically? Well, that's that that scene when it's the end of season three, and they uh, she finally gets her hands on the liberator, but she doesn't realise it's absolutely wrecked. It's been infected with this uh, microbe that's eating away at all the metal, and she orders them to uh, take flight, and she just goes maximum power, and mm. everybody remembers that scene yeah, so well. There's only her who could have done that scene. Anybody else, it would have been. It was. It was ludicrous, but it was great, you mm. know. Whereas somebody else, it would have just been laughable. You I mean, know, if I, 
I remember rightly, it was written as a as a male character, wasn't it? Yes, so, yeah. that's right. Yeah, didn't matter. Well, no, it didn't matter because it's matter. you know it's powers. We well, talk power. about strong female characters. That that was yeah. that was she was way ahead of the curve. Absolutely, there. I mean we're, we're hearing it all nowadays, but this is mm. it's old to us, and it's and nobody batted an eyelid. You know? Yeah. Well, the, no. vi- the villain was a lady, so what? Yeah, she's brilliant. All the better for it, to be yeah. honest. Absolutely, it worked perfectly. Yeah. One last thing, Supreme Commander. I must tell you this. You are undoubtedly the sexiest officer I have ever known. Goodbye, Serverland. So, well, that's, that's that then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so I guess... anybody got any thoughts on that email, tweet? Yeah. Let Help us, us out. Let us know. <laughs> Is there any other quick piece of news before we go to our first break? Oh. Then we can wait for some emails to come in. We can have one quick one. Uh, Jordan Peele, mm. his, uh, his production company is looking after doing uh, an adaptation of Candyman. Yeah. TV? <sighs> I think it's going to be a film. No, a remake. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Exactly. That's my thought. Well, it's just... Like I said, I don't want to go on about it again. I had a meltdown a few weeks ago, and I was listening to the show, and I thought, bloody hell, I sound unhinged. But I'm just so sick of of all these different versions of, of movies and everybody cherry-picking which which version that you you're allowed to see now like we this new version of halloween that you look i mean the the it's it's coming it's with a pedigree the people that have made it are are of a certain caliber it, it should be good john carpenter's even doing the music mm. but they're just ignoring halloween too three four five whatever they're 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 ignoring well halloween three wasn't about that anyway but i'm just saying they were ignoring the other movies now the second one carpenter was well involved on that Mm. and well on board and it was well established that they were brother and sister and that's apparently just been jettisoned for this with with a cheeky little joke that's in i saw in the trailer where they go wasn't that weren't they brother and sister and and she and the girl just goes no no that was just a rumor that was put about and i thought oh that's a funny little joke but but equally you are just remake you are doing a sequel to the first movie and ignoring the rest of it and it it's just difficult after watching a load of films over 20 years to suddenly be told well they don't exist now yeah. don't matter whether you liked them or hated them i mean what if i liked halloween 4 and it was my favorite movie I, well, that's it. it doesn't exist now it's, it's a bit high-handed isn't it it's a it's a bit presumptuous as well, and it? it's very. Yeah. Uh, they, they tried to do it with the Texas Chainsaw, and it didn't work. Well, it doesn't. So. I mean, right now, if I said to you, right, watch the official Texas Chainsaw movies, you, it's difficult now to figure out what because they did a sequel to, they did a prequel to the first one, a sequel to the first one, even though there is a sequel, which is one of the one of my favourite horror movies. Yeah, I mean, I think them them first two are the are the only ones I bother with. I don't even bother with Leatherface. What was it? The, it's the, a bit weak the, sauce. The, the Magonna game yeah. one. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit weak sauce. You want my opinion? The uh, the first one and the second one are visceral. The second one is is how to do a sequel. It's great. It's a complete different tone. It's a different yeah. sort of movie, but absolutely fascinating. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. If you've not seen it, it again, it's Toby Hooper. It's got it's got so much going for it, and and it's forgotten about. Mm. Dennis Hopper in it. Yeah. Which is always a good thing. Oh, it's fabulous, isn't it? Fabulous. But the last scene of that film is 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 apocalyptic, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, so so we're gonna get Candyman 
And what is it? So is this going to be a sequel with what's his name? Is he that actor? Tony Todd. Yeah, Tony Todd's voice is is what made Candyman so good. I'm guessing he he's not going to be involved unless he's a cameo. Yeah, but didn't you like the uh, oh say his name three times? It's brilliant. It was, it was a great little thing. It worked at the time. But do we need it? No. No, but the first film was great. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely, we've yeah. got that anyway. Well, what did what did I didn't see the sequel? No, I didn't bother myself. To be well, honest. there you go. That that sort of answers everything. That doesn't. Yeah. It, I guess. So shall we go for a break? Then? Let's have a quick one. And, and you know, just don't don't say Martin's name three times. The legend of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. The bullets fails. Careful with his face. I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. Yes, you're right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. I listen to FabRadioInternational.com Hello and welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. It's a very continental feel tonight. It was a little bit. Anybody listening on iTunes after the fact won't realise that I sort of screwed up there and two of the two oh, of the songs it, were... It was intentional. It was intentional, yeah. The, I, I knew they'd, they were in French, yeah. We're, I, we're just embracing the alternative. alternatives. Yeah, we've got a couple of emails. Excellent. Then Loz is saying, good evening, uh, Doctor Who. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to the new show or actually dreading it starting, but I suppose something had to be done. But the problem wasn't the actor, but the writer. To me, if that isn't fixed, what's the point, Loz? Very true. But they're supposed to have fixed the actor because yeah. Stephen Moffat, that's how you pronounce him. I, I hate it when people keep correcting me, though. Proper Doctor Who fans always go, oh, Moffat, as if they're they're bollocking me. That's what more like. It's Moffat or whatever. He hasn't deserved to have a posh name. He's not earned it. So, basically, he's gone. And since the end of uh, Tenant to now, it's been him. He He wrote some of the best episodes of Doctor Who. Admittedly, he really, really did during the years, the the Empty Child, the... um, one girl in the fireplace, the yeah. um, obviously Blink. Blink and, is one of the best ones. And, and amazing, but as a showrunner, I thought that he took that timey-wimey, 
twisty time paradox sort of thing to it was every week and it's a bit much when it's every week and I didn't like some of his female characters and I found them very much the same and I found very little difference between them I thought he was better at writing male characters than, yeah, than ladies absolutely that was it now he's gone it's been this is Lars a complete new start I mean you've got a new showrunner yeah, even the music's going to be different. Murray Gold's left. You've got a new uh, new music. You have uh, a new cast, a totally new crew, and it's moved to Sunday night now as well. It's it's almost like a new show. If if this had been off the air for ten years, this is the sort of seismic change you would have got. But you're getting mm. it straight away. So yeah, yeah. I would. I would say it's worth looking at. I mean, they did do the change, this this change to Jodie Whittaker. I said I felt they had to because there's been two misfires here where Matt Smith that people liked, but a lot of the stories, especially to me, it jumped the shark with Let's Kill Hitler and never really recovered. Mm. <laughs> and so you had that. Then you were hoping that... Um, Capaldi would bring some sort of gravitas to the role and I thought the first season he was in was the best one I thought that was really good and I, I liked the fact that he was a grumpy acerbic. They made, him, they made him an interesting character they did he was he wasn't as relatable as uh, Matt Smith was I remember when uh, he, the Dalek story where the one of the people's mates had been killed and mm. they, they were sort of sat in this soupy sort of remains and they went oh my god is this my friend and then he said yeah he should be down there if you want to pay any respects and it's like so cool and 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 i like the fact that jenna coleman's character had to keep bollocking him like hey be more human be nice and then the next year they just went and did all that and tried to make him cool and give him a set of sonic sunglasses and a guitar and he famously entered an arena where playing the Doctor Who theme tune on a guitar, um, like a version of Britain's Got Talent or something yeah. in the medieval ages. And at that point, I on thought, a tank. Well, yeah, on a tank. And I, I thought, well, here we, we're here again. We're here again. Yeah. You know, here we go again. So that was it. So I am expecting nothing. Mm. I am hoping. I, I for... am hoping mm. for a return to the show that's that's a fun adventure show that's kid friendly, all inclusive. Uh, yeah, all inclusive isn't bogging us down with loads of continuity that that only I know or my mate knows or whatever. I, I want to be able to sit and watch this with some people that haven't watched yeah. Classic Who and go. By wow, all means, I love fr- it. throw them a bone now and again. Give them a little wink. And, I love that. I love you know. it. But I like at the beginning when it came back, you didn't have to know who the master was. No. He would explain who the master was when he turned up. But when he turned up, you knew that this was obviously an evil nemesis of, of the Doctor. You didn't have to know all the 25 times that he's fought him. No. And that's the best way. So, And that's what the companions were there for. Yeah. yeah. Or friends. Exactly. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're at the exposition. Yeah, exactly. And Shelley, Shelley says, hi, Mike. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that, 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 as long as I get that every week, I'm happy. Yeah, it's just testing the... Uh, Absolutely. Testing well, the it's emails. been a rough week, this, and we're knackered. Let's have it right. We do. We come on and we've got, oh, we, we haven't got it tonight. We won't make it, but we're here. Woe well, well, is me. I know, woe well, is me. Evening, chaps. This is from Ross Unsworth. Oh, God. Predator, I'm looking forward to. Also, first previews of Halloween is that it's shit, so that's a bummer. Hooper and Best Little Whorehouse were Reynolds' best. Yeah, me, me and me and my brother yeah. saw Hooper at the cinema. Yeah, 
Oh, and this is nice. David Lever comments, you two know less than you think about movies, you pair of cunts. What? Yeah, do you know what? Right. Make a, give me a second now, because that... Don't, don't you just... I, you know, don't, don't... You know when something just takes your breath away? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really takes your fucking breath away, you know? I, I was um, impressed with his mangling of the English language. Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. I... I it's just, better than mine. My God, yeah. So I'll tell you what, yeah. How about this now? Shall we go on strike for a bit? What do you reckon? Yeah, go on. Yeah, shall we? Just see what, what she would talk about something else then. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. It just throws you, doesn't it? When you, you put, you're putting an effort into something and then, you know, you do, you, you're like, what, what the hell is going on? on <laughs> yeah it is on there we go there we go we can chill out now for a bit all right that's good yeah so what do you want to talk about we because we we might as well not bother yeah well shall we just be a pair of cunts should we talk about politics or something yeah why not is he a trump fan i don't know he sounds david lever that sounds very british that that's yeah. not like Hank oh, he, something is he, it? Or, he's, he's banging on yeah. about brexit is he I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I mean, he, he doesn't see... You two... This is a funny thing. You two know less than you think about movies. What, what, what does that even mean, really? say, What, what did we it, say we knew? Yeah. I don't know everything. No. I haven't got a clue. We anyway. enjoy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead relaxed now. I'm dead chilled out because I, I don't have to make any effort because I'm on strike now. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Do you know what gets me? This isn't the only one. And all. We had another one the other night. And it was... I'm trying to remember what night it was. I think it was Sunday, something like that. And then mm-hmm. we'd I'd just we'd all been working. And it got, I, I was trying to get this piece of artwork done, this, this preview for the Mac. And then I was so pleased with myself because I got it done about half past ten. And then I went, yes, that's great. And now I'm going to go and get a bite to eat with Charlie and just relax for a little bit. And then, ding, it, an email came. And it, it literally just said, "Let me, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I think Starburst is a bit shit. And, and then said, oh, oh, that it felt cathartic saying that. And I thought, isn't that interesting? That, yep. they've, that, that they've actually taken the time to write that. That's, that takes a lot of effort to yeah, do Yeah, I know. This is it. I mean, I, it's gobsmacking to me that someone would take that effort and and write, and they put on it issue 452. So I've no idea what we put in issue 452 that, that upset. Was, that was our wonderful video nasty issue. Well, was that it? Do you think that, that was that what was wound a, them that up? That was a massive seller. Uh, so obviously a bit, bit jealous. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, they write for Scream or something. Well, maybe it made me want to scream. That's how, that's for certain. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I say we maybe go back off strike in a minute, but I'm just having a break. I just can't be asked doing the show. It's fucking yeah. pair of cunts. Jesus yeah. Christ! Is that is that the official uh, Webster's definition of of a more than one? I don't know. Is it a pair? Is a pair? It, a, is it a, a, a gaggle? A, a ga- it's not a gaggle, is it? It's a a, a clutch. A, what do you think? If something's bad and it's happening to you, it's sort of like impending. It's I don't know. It's like it, what? What you don't get two hurricanes, do you? Together, if something bad that well, comes in twos. There's three in the middle of uh, 
the Atlantic at the moment, heading over to the Americas. Well, as long as it's not coming this way. No exactly. offence, uh, I, my American friends out there, but my God. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they'll be all all right because uh, their leader's looking after them, except the he ones He doesn't that, believe in it, though, does he? Except the ones that are uh, voting Democrat, oh. then they're, they're not in a state of emergency. He don't, he don't believe in global warming anyway. I believe in global warming because I've had the most unpleasant summer in the UK that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely hideous. Anyway, no, I guess, no, we, we might as well do the show properly now. Oh, shall we? Are you sure? Jesus Christ. You know, I don't ask for much. No, but you know what? Normally you'd kick off. I, I, and, I can't and, be asked. And, and I'm too tired. I think you've done really well. I'm too tired. I can't I, be I, bothered I, telling I think, him. I think they're going to be that dead upset that you haven't gone on one of your trademark rants. I'm not going to. Do, I mean, they're not worth it. No. Not worth you, it. They're not. You know, they're not. There, there is nothing I could say to David Lever that his mother doesn't think about him and anyway. On, and on that bombshell. Yeah. What else have we got to talk about? Should we have about? something nice? Nice? Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Henry Cavill, but we can do something nice instead. Yeah, should we do that instead? Oh, all right then. Right. Well, here we go. This whole saga, Henry Cavill gets the job of Superman in, uh, in Man of Steel. And I go, oh, this is good. Because I I quite like the cut of Zack Snyder's Snyder who's he Zack Snyder yeah Zack Snyder's jib and I I quite liked the cut of his jib because I quite enjoyed Watchmen and some people were moaning going oh it's just a straightforward version of the graphic novel but you know he and couldn't it, have and, win. If, and if it wasn't then yeah they'd moaning gone so. mad so he he gave him what. They, and I thought, oh, well, this will be interesting, won't he? Um, but I didn't think that he'd bring that dark aesthetic to to Superman. I thought he'd bring sort of the aesthetic he brought to something like, um, oh, what's that other one that I like? I'm the only one who likes that film. Oh, um, um, yeah, oh God, I've gone blank on that as well. I know. I can see the poster. You can, you know, yeah. And it all takes place in the asylum. Yeah. So he gets lobotomised at yeah. the end. I love that film, yeah, and Phil, everybody Phil hated, hated it. it. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, a lot of people do. I just quite like the aesthetic and the music. Yeah, it's it, what a fantastic soundtrack. And, and I'm annoyed now because I can't remember it. Yeah, Baby Doll, main character. Yeah. Oh, how can we not remember that? Right, guy who plays Stick out of Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, who I can never remember his name. It's like an ongoing gag that. Yeah. So we have that uh, anyway. Cut a long story short, I thought it'd be great. And then I went to see it and it resulted in, on this show, the biggest row I've ever had with Chris. It went on for like an hour where we were going at it, Hammer and Tongue, because he liked it that much. And I was so angry with this film and now it portrayed Superman the whole lot. And he just didn't get where I was coming from and he was defending the film. And, you know, quite rightly, but in hindsight, some of the stuff he said was fair enough because it was a very, it compared to what was to come after to fix Sucker it. Sucker punch. Sucker punch, that's the one. <laughs> and um, and then I did what was to come later, Man of Steel is actually a really well-made film, but it's just the character of Superman I couldn't stand, the, the, the way they presented him. And then they, they tried to fix it with Batman v Superman and you ended up, he was just as big a, prick in that film yeah. and it wasn't the Superman we recognised then finally finally after all these misfires and mistakes they they got Joss Whedon in to reshoot bits of um, Justice League and finally you got this version of Superman that 
it felt like Superman. It felt like an updated version of Christopher Reeves and the, the Superman I read in the comics. It felt like a, a 2018 version of that, which is what they should have been going for. But here's the thing. I think it's been a wasted opportunity because I do think Henry Cavill looks great as Superman. Absolutely. I think in that costume and with that face and the hair and the lot, I think he looks like Superman. Not with the fake... Uh top lip though. Well that, again, there's another problem because he'd left and the reshoots he had to do, he was doing Mission Impossible where he's playing a character that had a moustache mm-hmm. and I totally understand why that studio went no, I'm not doing DC a favour here, you can you can bugger off and so they CGI'd him but I'm just saying to you now that I've just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp and I've just seen the um, de-aging of Michael Douglas, yeah. and they made him look like and he did. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, both of them. Mm. But I, but I was so because I've watched Wall Street a hundred times. I love that film because mm. it's such a, a cautionary tale. Loved it, and he looks like he did then, and yeah. he, I couldn't tell it wasn't him. Um, I couldn't tell, and it's so good. But you, and they couldn't do a top lip and hide a moustache. Christ, it, it says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. So now he's and now. We've finally got there. You've had about 10 minutes on screen in total of this version of Superman that we all quite like. Mm. And now he's left. Explain, Martin, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Well, they say he's going to leave. That's what the rumour's going to be. Oh, they wouldn't say that if it hadn't got something uh, attached to it. I, I think it's it's very, very likely. Within the last sort of hours or so, uh, Warner Brothers have said that no uh, decision has been made. But there's also a rumor. Getting grief. There's also a rumor going around that Michael B. Jordan's being considered. Uh, it's just to wind everyone up, that isn't it. <laughs> it's doing the job. Well, it will do, won't it? But they they're, they're looking to switch uh, their attention to the the Supergirl movie. Try, try on that e- one. I've got another email through, and I'm going to go absolutely berserk in a minute. So let's carry on. Oh, go carry on. on. No, th- this guy, he's just emailed in again. And he says, by the way, it's think T-H-I-N-K, not think F-I-N-K. Allocution isn't your strong suit, is it? No, we've got a dialect. Yeah, we've got a dialect. I've also got a first in law from one of the top universities in the fucking country. What have you got? You know, this is what I mean. That sounds really pompous, but I have. So I don't like the fact that is, I've got a northern dialect. It is sometime, it, it, some prick comes on and says something like that. Is, is he you a large snooty, is he? Yeah, or? I've got a little bit of a lispy thing going on. And all when I, with the THs, they always have. I've always been crap at, at, at doing it. It's strangely enough, when I'm in court, I'm good. I say it, I don't do that in court, which yeah, is weird. But we're but relaxed at the minute. Yeah, I know. And, uh, Can you believe people say, do you believe the time, the, how much time this guy's got? Well, who, see, who, who, who are you? Who are you, Sunshine, really? It's, it's one of them things people like to troll and they like to... He He's pl- picking it, the wrong day. It because pro- it probably get... points at fat people as well and says, "Look at them." Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm, I tell you, I, you know, we, it's a good he job. He won't like gays, will he? He, he, will, he won't like black people. A gays, will he? <laughs> well, he might like a gays. Will he, he might. You don't know, but, do you? But you know, he won't. He won't admit it. He won't like black people. He's one of these send them back lot. You know? Yeah, Gavin Murphy says. Hello, do you know you can buy your magazine on eBay, but it's cheaper to buy from your website? Very weird. Strangely enough, Kevin, it, 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 
pops up that conversation in the office quite mm. a lot. It confuses the shit out of me. They we are selling it at the price we sell it. It's the same price that we sell it in the shops and we sell it all over the world. And yeah, if you buy it in America, it's slightly dearer because there's shipping costs of getting it over there. And, and, but then again, if you buy American magazines here, you're going to pay instead of five or six quid, you'll pay eight or nine quid. It's, it's the same yeah. everywhere. Swings around about. Yeah. So, I gets me that. Uh, I go on eBay and I uh, I just check out what we're because we sometimes put some of ours on when we've got excess, but but it is just the same price that we're selling it yeah. on. Uh, and on the some side. of the older ones we sell cheaper. Yeah, sometimes we'll do a sale if we've yeah. we've got a lot. And the um, oh, we're feeling generous. Oh yeah, if we're in a good mood or it's the, mm. we did it for the forty year anniversary, we yeah. tried to uh, give everybody a good deal. But yeah, there are some people on there and they're selling it for like nine quid. And, and eight the, quid. There's people on there selling it for eighteen quid. Yeah, I know, and and I go, I, I, do you know what it is? And the, it's not just us; it's other magazines as well. But it's uh, yeah, oh no, yeah, that the, no. they've got their own little uh, portable newsstand. I'm just jealous. How, is, I, how are they getting that amount for it? And and just just to sort of let go behind the curtain for the people outside. Yeah. These people actually go and then order it from us. Yeah, I know. And ask us to send it to their customer. Do you know what? Customer. I'm just figuring it out because you're, you're a bit shifty sometimes about this. I think it's you, isn't it? I think you're the one. You're selling them for 18 quid, aren't Good you? Good God. Yeah. <laughs> I want my cut. I want a quid a copy. <laughs> but it does. If that's all you want, I'll tell you. It blows, it blows my mind, though, because I wouldn't pay. Look, look, and this is, sounds really bad. I'm the editor of the magazine. I wouldn't pay 18 quid for it. No, that's why. Otherwise, would, 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 would charge that? If we, so that's what we wanted to charge. So no, but... I'm, I'm I'm as confused as you, Kevin. If you can explain it, you know. There no. you go. Um, James B says, "Blimey, chaps, ignore the knockers, or better still, do not read them out. You need thicker skin." Oh, I don't know. I'd like to see I'm some only, knockers. I'm not but... taking it that seriously, James. I can't really be bothered because at the end of the day, he's got to wake up and he's got to be him tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm me, and we I'm need, all right. We with need that, that uh, troll soundbite. I know. Oh, see, Holly's saying, oh, mate, don't take it to heart. We love you. See, there we go. No, see, everybody, everybody so loves good. you. There, I know. I'm going to have to learn how to speak properly, though, aren't I? No, I have to go somewhere. This is this is our accents. Get used to it. I know. No one has a got Jonathan Ross, do they? And he's worse than me. Oh, I bet he, I bet he does. I bet he's... But he's double used. Do you think someone said something to him one day? Well, it is... What are you tw- doing? Is Why twi- are you doing the wobble, wobble goose? His, his Twitter handle's wasser. Yeah, so, so he, he, em- he embraces it. Well, he's it. owned it. You yeah. can't you can't take the piss out of someone with a speech impediment when they make that the handle. Yeah, and um, I love that um, the title or the 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 poster for Kill Bill. Do you remember? Mm. Uh, and he had to read it out, and it was a whip warring one page of revenge one yeah. or something. <laughs> he had to he had to say that, didn't he? Anyway, yeah, oh, dear. do it on purpose. I know. Well, shall we go for a break? Yeah. Let's have a quick one. Seems like a good thing. We can get get ready. We can get some more abuse while we're gone. Why not? Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. All the latest from the fantasy genre. Available from any good newsagent, or you can download to your tablet today. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to Starburst Radio. And we've got an email. Yay. And it's a nice one as well. It's from Jeff Jeff, Jeff Runciman. He's always nice to us. Yay. Um, I wonder at times why it seems that 
usually men are hardwired to enjoy sci-fi films more so than female what is in our dna for this to happen mm god god it stumps me a bit that when i was younger it was like that i was at school you would you could be guaranteed to bore a girl to death if mm. you brought up the subject of sci-fi movies and all the rest of it it's changed an awful lot in the UK over the last 10 years. Um, and I think shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that, where the, the lead is female, the, the cast is very female-orientated and very smart as well, very mm. intelligent. I think stuff like that has started to change and it's got a lot of people into it. And even stuff like... Um, what's it? What's the... Uh, Charmed yeah. with the, the three witches. Yeah, it, um, they... That I think that has, has changed things, and I think the more of that there is, the better it is. And I think, uh, and I do say, even if you're one of these people who prefers a male in the role of the doctor and isn't sure about it, I think that it, it's certainly going to help with that sort of thing that there's yeah. a female in that there's, role there's, as well. There's no harm yeah. in that. And um, then you've got a female who was playing a great part in Star Wars The Force Awakens, Daisy Ridley playing Ray, but I do think it was. It, it was a step backwards in the the one after. I do. I, I'm, I'm the same with you on that. I one. just I just think they, that they, they didn't progress the character. Well, she didn't. She didn't have a hero's journey. No, that's the problem. Luke Skywalker had a hero's journey. When the beginning of Star Wars to the end of the first one, he went through a load of learning curves, got in a lot of trouble, learnt a lot of stuff, and then at the end, it, even then when he blew up the Death Star, he was getting some help from Ben Kenobi in, yeah. in his Force Ghost form and then he goes through hell in the second one now you can't compare what he went through in on Dagobah yeah, mm. that was supposed to be a montage that was supposed to be months long yeah. and you can't compare that to what, what Ray went through no. on that on that little island with them fish people Yeah, it's and, not the uh, same and the milky tits yeah I know it's not the same so that's, that's the problem but equally I will say again the iconography of having the lead being a female is good. I think the more leads that are female in these sort of things are, uh, are helping move it that way. But when it when we were younger, yeah, it was a boys' club. I mean, I if I brought up a film like Two Thousand and One: A Space Odyssey, I'd I'd be on dodgy ground. If I took a girl out on a date and I took her to a screening of that, hmm. they'd be. But that would not have gone down well. No. Whereas now, I actually did do that, and it was fine. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the uh, that's the difference. That's what you get. And I think things get better over time, don't they? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I think the the uh, the shift in in the toys and things that that mm. male and females are, are playing with is, yeah. is helping as well now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because even um, I saw that documentary that Chris was going on about um, Castle Grayskull. It's the mm. story of He-Man. And you think, oh, what's, what's interesting about that? It's a fascinating story on a lot of social levels in that they obviously they did the toys. They had a lot of uh, stereotypes to fight against. And mm. then you've got a wit. And, and it never occurred to me because I'm that used to these toys, how offensive it was taken by some females working at Mattel when they were working on the project and they went, oh, what's this, this our new big toy going to be called? Oh, it's He-Man. Mm. And they were like, oh, God, really? You call him this big, muscular He-Man? And, and, then, and then when they came to develop She-Ra, 
there's a rival TV show in, a, in the toy range. They were they were given stipulations by the company like Filmation. Yeah, you can't have her doing all this stuff with the swords like He-Man. You're not having her bitch slapping people and slapping them about with swords and stuff. She's got a... You, so they had her doing a sort of weird ballet that would dodge out of the way and then they'd run at her. She'd dodge out of the way very gracefully and they'd just themselves jump off a cliff, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I found that interesting. Yeah. Anyway, don't even know where I got to there. I've uh, got no, off, but, off but piece it, a bit. It, it's very, very. Uh, it's a very difficult question to answer. That it is, it is. But I think it's getting different. But I think that at the beginning, I think when you say in our DNA, I think at the beginning there was no choice because there were no really great female characters in any of these sci-fi movies. And I think no. the the first one in my head. I'm trying to rack my brains, but if I was to be forced on it, where it changed a little bit, I think Ripley and Alien. Oh, Princess Leia. Oh, Princess Leia, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even so, Han Solo still eclipsed her in that film, whereas Ripley she, was she, the she, hero she, she that gave saved it the back. day. She gave everything back. And she, oh, she did, she, yeah. She didn't let te- the, the, the males take lead. Yeah, she did, but, but Ripley was the lead. Yeah, oh, she, absolutely. And, yeah, and yeah. We, bear in mind, going into that film, People always assume that everybody who went to see Alien at the cinema in 1979 went into that film thinking, oh, right, oh, this will be good watching Alan Ripley and uh, whatever. No, those other people were bigger stars than her. She was a complete unknown. You had John Hurt in there. And the guy who played Dallas, all there were so many of them uh, there. Ian Holm, yeah, Ian Holm, and and all of them, any one of them, and and uh, Dean Stanton, Aaron Lee Stanton yeah. yeah, and any one of them could have been the lead, mm. and she was probably the most unknown one, and that's why it came as a shock when it basically it ends up with her running around the ship with a cat. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> so two females, yeah, exactly, yeah, Jonesy. Mm. He showed Jonesy was a female. Uh... I think so. Uh, did you have a look? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm allergic to cats. I'm rubbish at that, you know. I um, I had this cat called Minstrel, who um, th- this this <laughs> this cat, and it was what a good. Was it, it was a good lad. He, well, he was black and with weird patches of white. He was really quite distinctive. Right. He was great, and then he got he got really ill. He did. And we're, I was so worried about him, and then he, he had a load of kittens. <laughs> so I'm yeah. clearly back, don't know a thing about these things. Up the wrong tree with cats. Indeed, I, I it, it was the biggest shock of ever. Because do you know what? Even when the first one came out, I was like, oh my god, this this is pooing big balls of. <laughs> balls of fluff and it still didn't occur to me what was happening for a bit until the second one came out and then I went oh right okay okay so I, I probably couldn't even fucking do a human me I probably wouldn't be able to tell oh is that a willy I'm not I think, sure I think it's nowadays a lot of hair there. I can't see it but anyway oh, have we got anything else Martin um, well, we don't want to be talking about genitalia cat genitalia let's not do that um We'll have an amusing story, an amusing one. I'd love something amusing right Yes, uh, and it, it might upset Shauna, this one. Uh, the Morningside Arena in Leicester, oh, wow. one of our favourite places, uh, has cancelled the Extreme Dwarfinators Wrestling Tournament. Okay. Um, because they say it's offensive. Dwarfinators? Dwarfinators. Is that what I think it is? It's dwarfs wrestling. 
Yeah, it's fucking offensive. It's not. These they're, they're all signed up for it. It's offensive. It's like I've been talking about this before on the show. These these shows on Lifestyle Channel, I think it is, or mm. Lifetime Channel. I can't remember. It's the this. It's one of them channels. It's like, as you know, on Sky, you get about two thousand channels and end up at night looking for one program to watch, and you you can't find anything. It's great, and it and the. They started out, there was a program called Little Women, and I think that was based in LA. And it was about those little people, I think some dwarfs, some, you can't call them midgets anymore, they're little people. And um, and they and the show, you'd think, oh, okay, that's a reality show, that sounds nice, but it was the type of little women that they, they chose. Mm. They were choosing people that were doing, like, for example, one of the main characters in the show is a, it's a girl who does midget British... I see how's that? But this is her description, yeah, yeah. her description on the card. It's not me that's saying this. It's midget Britney Spears, yeah? Mm. And and then you get... And she's on there, and then there's another one that's a stripper, and then there's another one, and then I'm like, well, you can't tell me then that this show is what it's pretending to be. It's not a lifestyle show where you're getting an insight into the life into of these a, people. A people who really live with that problem. Correct. Yeah. No, you, you're actually giving us a freak show, mm. which is offensive. And dwarfinated sounds extremely offensive. But these, these guys are obviously physically fit enough to wrestle and they're enjoying well, it. Yeah, they'll, well, they'll throw themselves around. Yeah, so, for, so that we can have a laugh at them. They're not, they're not shooting themselves out of cannons. They're not, you know. You know, it is possible to actually progress in society, you know, move forward. They're not being held in cages and forced to do it. When were they held in cages? What are you talking about Uh, now? You know, back in the the sideshow days. They weren't held in cages. They were were there because they couldn't get a job anywhere else. I don't think they were in cages. I've seen films. You remember, yeah, remember you see, Freaks? They, they, yeah, that was crap, though, wasn't it? It was both. Although they were oh, all... Ri- freaks was not crap. No, not crap. I mean, the, the premise wasn't real. Yeah, that wasn't accurate, is what I'm saying. But it was an amazing film. And if anyone of any of you... It's Carl Lemley, wasn't it? Yeah. It, that was... The, yeah. No, 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 it was... Um, the guy who directed Dracula. Yeah, uh, Val... No. Nope. Um, oh, oh, God. We're on it tonight. James Whale. No. No. Shit. Oh, never mind. See, this is something that I would know like that. We got. We not. We need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we need sleep. We badly need sleep. Right. Got a tweet for we having a break in. Yeah. A bit. Go oh, on. Yeah. Um, uh, from our good friend Alan Antimatter. Oh yes. David Geldard. I've got something to say to him. Yeah. A quick question. Hi mm-hmm. guys. Currently mm-hmm. doing a project on apocalyptic fiction with my class. What, in your opinion? are the greatest examples of this genre in film, TV, or literature? Mm. Well, I've got, I've got two that, obviously, if you're going to do that, there is only one book. If you were going to pick one book, and it's the Holy Grail, it's I Am Legend by yeah. Matheson. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. It, it was first. It got in there first. It dealt with every issue that you could possibly deal with. It's the loneliness. It's films and TV. It has mm. Now, I'm going to give you, um, uh, with Apocalypse movies, the, I'm going to kick myself after because there'll be some more, but there are two that always spring to mind for me. And it depends whether you're talking about ones that take place in the aftermath or during. I'll give you three that but there are a lot of these. I mean, there's other stuff like The Day After and Threads and all that, but mm. these are three that really get to me. When the Wind Blows. Absolutely. 
then uh, even though it doesn't really go into much of the aftermath, it's just about the immediate, very immediate aftermath, it's still a haunting movie about the mortality and, and the human cost of all this stupidity. And then I think the first, the second adaptation of the book I Am Legend, because you, you had three adaptations of that book, you started out with, um, with Vincent Price Vincent in Price. The Last Man on Earth, yeah. which is okay, but it falls a long way from what I would it, want. It very much influenced Night of the Living Dead as well. Though. Yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. I my favorite that you had the Will Smith one recently that called Legend, you know, mm. um, but to me it's um, the Omega Man yeah. with our gun-toting friend uh, Charlton Heston. Yes. I think it's amazing. I think it's utterly of its time with Afro vampires and that look like they've wandered. They, they look like if John Shaft was fighting vampires, he'd be fighting these guys. They they're amazing. I love the film and and again. It got that sense of loneliness across. Now, them are mine. What about you, Martin? Uh, Last Man on Earth was the first one that came into my mind. Mm. Um, but there's also The Road. That's I forgot The Road. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just... Uh, I did say three. That was yeah. my third one. It devastated. I forgot to say it. Yeah, that was my third one. Uh, and, and you probably even go sort of Mad Max 2 as well. Yeah, Mad Max 2 is great. But it deals with a very secular very closed off area of the apocalypse whereas the road the road if you were going to say to me of all these movies of all this fiction now bear in mind i've not read the book apparently the book is even worse than the movie Mm. holy crap the 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 road is what i think it would be like it's what i genuinely think it'd be like i've watched it once i was riveted it's an amazing film I would have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it again. Yeah, it's if not you, a cheery film. If I was on a downer and I watched that, it's enough to get you to reach for the pill bottle. It <laughs> really is a a depressing, difficult watch. But and it's incredibly made. It's incredibly well made. Mm. And the 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 cannibalism that's going on the threat the danger the the fact that some people are clinging on and you every single person that you meet in this film they're living a life that you think you'd be better off committing suicide mm. because this is not worth living the life that I'm watching you live now is not worth living and and that was kind of it it also had the best product placement I've ever seen in a movie ever. And it's this point where him and his son, and he's dying of, of some form of cancer, he's really ill, because everybody's got some form of radiation poisoning. Mm. And they said he's trying to look after his kid, and he, but he's in a bad way. And then they come across a in a, in a building a can of Coke, and um, it's unopened, and then he says to him, have this. As any, and he goes, oh, aren't you going to share it with me? He goes, no, I want you to have this. Bearing in mind the insinuation being that everything went to shit probably about the time he was very, very young, mm. and the flashbacks suggest that. So he's never seen this kind of coke. He's never had something like that. And he just he was there and he was drinking it and the, the pleasure and the awesomeness he was getting from this. And I thought, yeah, yeah. what that is the best product placement I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, it, it really is. So, yeah, yes. that's it. But also, Mr. David Galdard, I would like to say thank you for our bookmarks because they came on uh, and they came in the middle of deadline weekend. We're having a very difficult one, as you can tell, which is why we're complaining and being big babies going, we've not had enough sleep. 
And yeah, your friend, Miss Papercraft, made us some sci-fi bookmarks and I got BB-8 on yeah. mine. I got BB-8 on mine. Yeah, and Chris got... Um, Chris got a TARDIS. He got a TARDIS. So there you go. Did Shauna get a TARDIS? I think yeah. she did. Yeah. So we we all got one. So the the Starburst crew are very happy with that. We, we all send our, our salute to you. Indeed. And I remembered Todd Browning. Todd Browning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Simon's emailing and he says any news on Aquaman as a fan of those early comics I'm excited to find out if it will be completely enough or totally cool I have a feeling it may be the first one enjoying your show as usual Simon thank you Simon well thank you. I, I'm mixed feelings on the character I mean there's been a lot of different versions of Aquaman you've got a version that the 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 old one, he just sort of talked to fishes, swam a lot, was very strong, and he had that weird sort of scaly vest that was orange yeah. and purple pants and all that. And um, when they sort of updated him, they made they really played on the fact he was the king of Atlantis and they made the, the story, like with Black Panther Wakanda, Atlantis was... was explored and it became a, a bit more of a soap opera. There was a lot more going on and, and that was it more interesting. The... Depends if you like. Uh, this I saw the trailer, and the trailer didn't grab me. But there were some moments where Aqua Aquaman, as a child, was communicating with sea creatures and a big shark and all that at, at a sea life place, mm. and they started to do his bidding. And I thought that was genuinely quite interesting. But then there was a massive CGI battle with loads of weird aquatic creatures with weird machinery on them, and it. Although that sounds cool, it didn't look that cool to me. And no. I don't know what to think. Now, this is all going to hinge on the fact of one question. Did you like that version of Aquaman in Justice League with Jason Momoa? Because if you liked him and you thought, oh, great, this is an interesting new take on Aquaman, then obviously this this film is worth watching. I don't think it's enough to carry a film. I, I mean that's that's it. You're gonna have, we're gonna have to find out, aren't we? I mean, there's a rich tapestry that you've got the whole of Atlantis. The fact he's the king, you've got all mm. the. It's exactly like Black Panther. Mm. Um, the story uh, of it many times is he gets deposed as king and other people take over. Then he manages to get the throne back. That that happens on a weekly basis in the comic books, <laughs> you know. So it's gonna be something like Black Panther where he gets he's there's a fight for the yeah. The throne at There's some point. There's a pretender, point. and it's, yeah, 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 and all that, and he he will see him off, and hopefully win the heart of Mera, who was um, the girl, the lady played by Amber Heard, she of the moving bruise that moves <laughs> uh, up and down her face uh, prior to press conferences. <sighs> on that bombshell. Yeah, I think I'd better go now before we get in even more trouble. <laughs> Behind this gate, cut off from the world of reality, lurks a world of madness, a world filled with brutality, a world of Frankensteins. <coughs> Dr. Frankenstein, maker of monsters, creates the most monstrous nightmare of all. <coughs> Only the most insane mind could give birth to it. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. 
from Paramount Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched by hands. You ask for it. And welcome back for the final segment of Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And I've got a very interesting email to start Ooh. on. Uh, David Cunningham, I've spoken to David before, actually. He says, uh, hi, Mike, over the years, I have listened to your show as a fellow geek of the world, but I'm also involved in the radio of, of which we've talked about before. I have one question to ask you and would love an honest answer. I hear very little advertising. You do not follow any code relating to funding, i.e., community radio so how do you produce a station which has made the whole independent community of stations sit up and listen with quality shows week after week month after month year after year it's quite amazing i want to know your secret also here is another one has star wars run its course regards david right well you know what i will be i'll be completely honest about it the um station what what i do i run a company and that company has different aspects going on it's got a publishing company uh at its heart that produces starburst magazine and obviously then that produces these podcasts and stuff the um the i own the leisure arm which is fab cafe and satan's hollow and we just lump everything in together so that things that sometimes need paying for are, are taken care of by other arms of the company and when we were doing the radio show years ago over at Manchester Radio with uh, Paul Ripley, station manager, he wanted to leave and he wanted to uh, do a new station with a different policy. So me and him got together and and said, would you be interested if we did Fab Radio International to link up with a bar, Fab Cafe? And... That was it, and he's so good at this. And Paul Ripley's uh, an amazing uh, radio person. What he doesn't know about radio, it's not worth knowing. Plus, uh, it's my background in entertainment and the bars and then all this and also having the magazine. It's a natural that we we should come together and make this station happen. Now, he's worked tirelessly, Paul, to get it where it is. And we've we we also know a lot of people in Manchester and a lot of people involved in the arts and in music and Martin who's on here he he knows an awful lot of bands and a lot of independent filmmakers he's lots of interesting people so it, to be honest it's a one very functional thing the company is is a weird organism that that feeds in a circle it's sort of like we'll say for example we'll speak to an actor and then we'll say, oh, will you do a, a show at, at Fab Cafe? Um, when they go there, we'll interview them for the radio show. That'll also go into the magazine. And that it's a circular thing. The radio station, the magazine, the, the bars, it all feeds itself. So they, to, the direct, the most direct answer to your question is, yeah, we, we sort of fund it in a very socialist sort of way. And we we because of that we don't have to worry about stuff we don't have to worry about offending people 
we we're more bothered about uh, putting something on that's unusual, putting something on that that won't get put on a commercial radio station. Um, that's what I'm all about. I've just, there's no point in copying what everybody else is doing. It's boring. The world would be a hideous place if everybody just did that. So that's kind of it. Bit of long answer that wasn't it? Yeah, but no, it gets, gets to the grips. Now, as Star Wars run its course, that's a tough one. I've made it plain on here where I stand, and I'll try and be concise so we don't go on about it for half an hour. But the the problem here is they they took it over Disney. They got JJ on board. JJ Abrams understood what Star Wars was, and he understood that he had a job very similar to Russell T Davis when he took over Doctor Who in that we need the Star Wars fans that have drifted off and we uh, also want the hardcore Star Wars fans and we also want a mainstream audience who may not have seen a Star Wars movie to come and not feel alienated and still enjoy it and maybe that'll make them want to watch the earlier movies, who knows. So it delivered. I criticised that movie because I thought that after all this time, they could have come up with something better than another slightly bigger Death Star. Mm. And when you see that that's the third movie at that point, and then the movie after that, they went and did Rogue One, and that's another Death Star movie. It's like four Star Wars movies that have had a Death Star in it, which, you know, is a bit much. But I did say I found the the new characters engaging, and I thought it was a night, and and I said the follow-up needs to do something new. Well, the follow-up did do something new. It gave you a hideous version of Luke Skywalker. It wasn't very entertaining. I found it tediously boring. It's the only Star Wars movie I've ever seen that I was bored watching. I didn't enjoy it. And I thought maybe that's just me. I, I, you know, I, I like some movies other people don't like and other people, you know, it's to each his own. But the backlash was pretty instantaneous. It is the most hated Star Wars movie of all the lot, and I'm including the prequels in that because they're contentious. But I've seen people who hated the prequels who've now said, no, you know what, they weren't that bad after all. (laughs) It's 50-50. People either love The Last Jedi or hate The Last Jedi with a vengeance. Either way, it, it went down like a lead balloon, and it's caused nothing but controversy. You add to that the fact that Ryan Johnson, the director of it, literally rubbed this in everybody's face on Twitter and took the piss out of them and was calling everybody man babies who had a problem with it. And uh, they did the one thing that I really, really, really do not have time for, and that is that if people say they don't like that film, that doesn't mean they're sexist because they don't like a female lead. That just means they don't like the film. I don't think it's right to do that, and I don't think it's right that the few people that some people who've been saying, "Oh, I, you know, I don't like the idea that the Doctor can change sex," because to me, he was always uh, male. There was uh, there was never any hint of this in the classic series, and they've just invented it. That's a fair thing to say if they don't if they don't want that. But that doesn't mean they're sexist. I know people who aren't happy with this who are girls who hate the idea. I think everybody's got their own opinions, but that's the problem with the Star Wars thing. Everybody got all attacking each other and being horrible. So then what effect did it have? Well, I thought it's going to have a very negative effect moving forward, and I was right. Whenever you see a bad movie, the bad movie will stay still take money. Two billion was the take of Force Awakens. 
Now, Rogue Rogue One, it took uh, over a billion. It did really well, but that was a spin-off. Mm. Um, so then you, Last Jedi opened up and it had the exact same opening weekend as, as The Force Awakens. It took the same money. But the following weekend, it had the biggest drop-off of any sequel in cinema history. It was down by 70%. And the final box office take was for Force Awakens 2 billion and for Last Jedi 1.3 billion. Now you may think, well, 1.3 billion, still a massive hit. Yeah, it is, but it's 700 million down from the previous movie and it is the biggest drop-off from a sequel uh, in cinema history, and it is. Mm. Now, that's still, as I say, took the money. Word of mouth killed it. Why it didn't do as well was because people didn't go and see it a second and third time. I didn't. I saw the other one three times. I did. I saw that once, and once was enough, thank you. And all this, uh, the flag-waving via, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson and um, Kathleen Kennedy's not help matters. So then you go into Solo. Solo was a disaster. It's the only Star Wars movie to bomb at the box office. It's it's not covered its costs remotely. It's made three hundred and odd million. It's it's down with costs at production costs. They did reshoots, remember, as well, because they weren't happy with the movie and then they passed it over to Ron Howard. So you're talking about a budget. They've lost just on the budget alone nearly two hundred million dollars, and then there's marketing costs. It's it's lost a fortune. It's lost more maybe four or five hundred million in total, and it's an absolute disaster. So much so they have cancelled Ryan Johnson's pre the other other trilogy, and the future of Star Wars is in the balance. They tried to sack Kathleen Kennedy, but no one would take a job. They offered it to J.J. Abrams, and he refused it. So you're at a very, very, very critical juncture with Star Wars, and I've got to say this, J.J. Abrams is back to do the episode nine, and that is the future of Star Wars, that movie. If that movie sorts this out and gets people back on board and everybody liking it together and everybody stop arguing with each other, then Star Wars will prevail. But Star Wars will be in very bad shape if this movie is not a crowd pleaser. And I will tell you now that the people that have got a problem with all of this that's gone on are looking for some answers. They're looking for some um, platitudes. They're, they're looking for some, we're sorry. They want a little bit of tickling under the chin. They want some answers over Ray. They want some answers over, um, you know, Snoke. They want some answers over all the stuff that was teased in the first movie. They want to know where the lightsaber came from, who Maz is. I could go on and on and on and on. They want to know about the Knights of Ren. They want all that stuff that Ryan Johnson thought he could just turn into a joke. You know, I mean, it's so offensive. I know there's some people who like the, the gag at the beginning of The Last Jedi where he you know, tosses the lightsaber over his shoulder. I thought it was a cheap a cheap gag and it really damaged the other movie. And it just doesn't make sense. The the Last Jedi doesn't make sense. The the whole point, why would you leave a map so that people could find you? It's in case of emergency. Surely it's right if things go to shit. I'm going off into exile, but if things go to shit there is a uh, there is a, a secret way of finding me. So 
they piece it together and then they find him and it turns out that he did he didn't he just didn't want to be found so why leave the map then yeah. it's a load of crap it's a load of crap and and that's it so that's just my opinion some people love the movie but episode 9 of star wars has got everything to do it's got a it's got a very very big job do you think martin absolutely absolutely i mean they've they've done too much in too short a time Mm. These these standalone films, Rogue One was okay, wasn't great. Solo was better, and Solo was more fun. It yeah, was a lot, real shame that it didn't do as well. But yeah. I think that was to do with when they released it, rather yeah. than uh, the film itself. But you have got a boycott, and it's a real boycott. It's yeah. not everybody laughed and went, oh, as if they'll all go. And this is the problem. What what happened? They they're very organised. These people they and when what happened if they'd have just been nice to them and not been stupid instead of Ryan Johnson calling them all man babies on Twitter and all the stuff that's wound everybody up if he'd have just been and said look you may get some answers in the follow up movie just bear with us wait till you've seen the whole trilogy he could have just said that and kept them all on edge and we'd have been fine then they might have still kicked off at the end if they weren't happy, but at least you'd have been all right. Whereas There would have always been an element, because as, as we've heard mm. tonight, the internet brings the dick out of everybody. Oh, yeah, well, we've had a bit of that, yeah. They, uh, everyone's a critic, aren't they? Yes. But, they, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he's, he didn't have to stick two fingers up at him. And, and some of the stuff he's come out with has been really quite horrendous. And then he wonders why everybody's pissed off. Well, they all decided, and it's all online, loads of them. And I'm talking about a mass of people that said, right, we're not going to go and see it on opening weekend. We're going to wait until the last couple of weeks of its release, mm. or we're going to catch it on Blu-ray. So they, they were right with what Ryan Johnson and everyone said. They they basically baited them and said, oh, yeah, I get it, yeah. You, you're you not going to go and see Solo, except you will be there on opening night. And they weren't, no. because they'd been baited like that. They didn't. And that's why you got this. Now, it's possible that Blu-ray sales will be really good on Solo, yes, just, because just... I know a lot of people who didn't go and see it. Yeah. So who knows? But, my God, to say that they, they it's a game of two halves, certainly so far, they... They they managed to resurrect Star Wars and get it back in the zeitgeist and then kill it. Slap everyone in the face. You know, don't know what else to say to that. So I I take it you're a Star Wars fan, David. I mean it's I don't know what you thought of these movies, but it's I mean, like you say, solo. I like solo. Yeah, I think I just think they've they they tried to you know, throw too much at it and mm. And keep it going in the public eye far too quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which, you know, you can do in little bits, but not as big films. It's not worked that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, no, it's it's just frustrating, isn't it? But that, I just wish everyone would stop arguing over everything, but bloody Facebook and the internet. It's, it is, a, it's, it's brought out the worst side of everything. Yeah, I know. And it doesn't help when you've got the, the leader of the the free world uh, using the internet to bait people as well so well it, 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 it makes everybody think it's okay exactly it's it's legitimizing it bullying but it's weird because all of these movies that we've all been growing up on and all these movies like death race 2000 and all that they show these dystopian futures mm. and, and we're here. they've got 
they've got these uh, they they've all got some sort of arsehole president aren't they yeah. like like he's the he's the dark future president of yeah. a sci-fi movie yeah. but but we've actually got him and yeah. that's the problem and it's not funny <laughs> well no because things cause wars yeah you know, it, it, words it, cause wars you know i mean i know it's not a uh for this show really but you know he, he hasn't got a clue what he's doing he doesn't know how anything about diplomacy no not at all like you say I, I just it worries me i'll be i'll be relieved when he's gone and i've made no secret of it i mean i do that politics show and i speak to the guy who runs his facebook page tom anderson and he is still gung-ho and i said to him about a year ago i said there'll be that point where i'm going to ask you say have you are you done yet and he's not there yet they still but, thinks that he's going to grow into the job and suddenly become... They're all so bloody-minded, though, isn't it? So that's the problem. I know it? that, I know, yeah. I know. Should Christ. we have one little bit of news and then yeah. we can... Let's do that. Wind let's, up. Let's get the news. We've yeah. got ten minutes. Just one, one little thing. Uh, mm. Jesse Alexander, mm. showrunner for American Gods, has been binned. Why? Uh, the, the, apparently, it's uh, ongoing production issues, delays, scr- and strip stripped... Script doctoring being performed by frustrated cast members. Well, so what? Hang on a minute. That last bit. Yeah. Script doctoring by frustrated. So I'm guessing. Right. That, that what does that mean? That must mean that they are making it up as they're going along. <laughs> right. So is he complaining that that the scripts are bad? And that. Well, are, are they complaining that they're bad and they have to making them up? Right. They? Okay. Right. You know, right? Okay, I just wondered who he's yeah. blaming for for it because it's no, I couldn't tell whether he's blaming think, the writers. Or I don't he's think he's been he's blaming, and that's what they're saying. You know, that's what the stars are saying. The stars are saying, right? So you know, as they... in stars, the company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, with right. A Z, with a Z. Oh well, I'm bound to get that wrong, aren't I? Well, I yeah. know I do know it's stars. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny but, channel that because they... we don't have it over here. So, well, I only knew about stars because I watched um, the Blade TV series on it. Mm. And that that bombed, didn't it? Yeah. That which Sticky Fingers was playing uh, Blade, wasn't he? Yeah. And not and not our friend because he had a few legal issues at the time, didn't he? Yeah, that's if right. If you remember, he did a few years in prison for tax evasion. Yeah, nice man. He's all right. I mean, look, he's a bit mad though. I mean, I've heard Wesley Snipes apparently when he's on 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 set, he thinks he's Blade, doesn't he? Well, he's still trying to get back into the uh, the Marvel universe, isn't he? He, he looks he, good though, doesn't he? he and, and he's perfect for it. But he he's looks a, good. I think he's a little bit too old to play it now, though. Nobody doesn't look old though. Yeah. You know what they say? I can't say it. My friend, he's he's a black guy, Jonathan. <laughs> he says it. Can yeah. I say it? No, don't say it. Don't say it. Can I not say it? No, because you'd have to bleep it out. Is that racist? No. No, because I'm quoting him. Yeah, he but said the, the... It can be taken It can be taken out of context. Actually, I've made it sound worse now, so if I don't say it, people will think that I was about to say something really, really bad. <sighs> just, I'm just Fill gonna... the gap. I'll, I'll say the bit. I'll leave a gap, right? It's the something don't crack. That's what. That's what. That's what my black friends say. When they're saying that I look old and they don't. Yeah, but you know, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. You know, <laughs> but but he does look good. He does not look his age. Wesley Snipes does not look his age. He looks um, he looks at least ten years younger. You know, 
He's, what is his age? He's must be nearly sixty now. Mm. Fifty odd, fifty five, sixty, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Christ. It's depressing, isn't it? Do you know the worst <laughs> part about being a fan of all this stuff is watching these people that were they were like a, a you start out and what happens is like Captain Kirk, we'll use him. You start out and you're watching Star Trek and Captain Kirk is like he's like your dad, isn't he? Yeah. He's there and he's watching you're watching him and you're like, Oh, I'm all right, my dad's got in charge of the enterprise, he's gonna look after us and we're all right, yeah. Then there's that bit where he sort of um he's like he's then becomes like that uncle, doesn't he? Yeah. That favourite uncle that comes round, you know. Yeah. And then um Then he becomes the uh, uncle that smells a bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Then 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 no, and then suddenly you start. It's, it's kind of like it's, it's, you're seeing him as a sibling, then, aren't you? You know, and then and then there's a point where you're looking at uh, Shatner's Kirk and you're thinking that, that you're his uncle. You yeah. know, it, it's it's awful when uh, all these characters we grew up with suddenly you start to think, oh shit, I look older than they did. Then, well, yeah. You know, it's like when um, I'm not going to give my age away, but not a dissimilar age to Patrick McNee back when he was uh, whatever, but I used to think he was quite really old, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I mentioned uh, in the office the other week, it was uh, Robert Shaw's birthday. Mm. Uh, and he was, when he died, mm. he was sort of 52, something uh, like that. And yeah. But when he did Jaws, he mm. was the age I was. Yeah, this is, this is, this is... Oh, I am, sorry. This is a problem. And, he, you know, and I'd like to think I don't look as grizzled Oh, seriously, it's it's depressing. I mean, my my mum died accidentally, and she um, did it just a couple of weeks ago. I um, I've, I've as of about a week ago, I'm older than she lived to be, which <laughs> and it's a weird thing. And that say so you see the passage of time more. You, the older you get, once you start getting past your mid twenties to thirties, you start seeing the passage of time. And and when you're a film buff. Yeah, it's weird because you take you don't just casually watch these films. You really get you get attached to some of these actors, don't you? Well, we've we've just come you know, full circle, haven't yeah, we? Because we point. started off with four obituaries, and now we're just oh, we're, a nihilistic we're, ending. We're walking our way towards it, aren't we? Yeah. It's just that point when I, I start to think of uh, uh, I get start getting um, parental feelings towards Peter Cushing that I'm going to be a bit <laughs> going to be a bit oh dear, not long now. So, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just you get you get it like that. That's why I said to everyone went in Rogue One. Oh God, they brought Peter Cushing back. It's brilliant. I went, no, it's not him. No, I grew up with that guy. He was like a babysitter to me. That yeah, guy. Yeah. He was always watching all his films growing up. And there's something about the eyes, isn't there? No, that's something was, about the eyes. It was way off that one. Yeah. They, 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 it was genius doing the bit with the reflection in the window. No, that, I agree with you on that. That would have been perfect. I nearly fell off my chair when it pulled back. But that was a case of, look what we can do. And I went, no, well, you can't. You've just proved you can't. Yes, yeah, too much. Yeah, and then everybody else went. But, these lo- but it did my head in because loads of 30-somethings and, and that were all saying, oh, yeah, he did, did, did him right and all that. And these people haven't seen his films. No. They've seen him in Star Wars, that's it. They've just seen him in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and he looked more like a an animated version of him. Yeah, I know. It's good in Star Wars when he, he, he Peter Cushing had slippers on, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he did. so all them scenes where he's bollocking everyone, he's got these fluffy slippers on, <laughs> uh, just out of shot. God, well, he's a sweetheart, and he? Yeah. he really is. And he was such a nice bloke. 
Yeah, used to wear a, a, a white glove when he was smoking, so he didn't have stains on his fingers. Oh, yo, for close-ups. Oh, do you know? Oh, what can I say? Bloody hell! I still got affection for him. Yeah, really a gentleman. Have. I know you don't. You don't get that very often, do you? So, are you um, are you looking forward to? It? No one said anything about the Predator. Are you looking forward to it, Martin? Or have uh, you have I'm, you given up? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looked the second trailer looked better than the first. Predogs. Hmm. Is that what they're called? Something like that, yeah. Well, predators have dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else would you call them then? Get predogs. Predogs, yeah. Because it's a pred alien, won't they? Yeah. So it's predogs then. But obviously they don't really speak, so they won't tell us what they're Pre-wolfs. called. Yeah. It'd just be something we put the name on. Yeah, no. Well, but, why? Uh, why would you know that alien that was in uh, Prometheus? Hmm. That the one at the end they call it the Deacon. Who named that then? Where did that come from? Because suddenly everyone was calling that the Deacon, and I went, who's named that? Yeah. Why is it called the Deacon? Yeah, so this is it. I think this is the problem when you start having names for these things. But when we were kids, we knew all the names. Like, you, when Star Wars, we knew every creature. We knew what they were all called, didn't we? Only we, because of know. the figures. They didn't have names when they first did the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but that helped, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have Bumface and Walrus Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that 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 one. That, I find that weird. The one that's the doctor, the one with the disfigured yeah. face that that's with Walrus Bumface. Yeah. Who gets? He's he's the one who gets his. No, he's not. This this mate who gets his arm cut off because there's that joking robot chicken, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's an architect and he just he was just complimenting Luke on his hair and the guy's going, he says he doesn't like you. He, That's not what I said. <laughs> and he just gets his arm cut off and then he loses his job as an architect. It's one of the best sketches I've seen. I love Robot Chicken. It's um, I haven't seen it for ages. I bet it's bet it's run out of ideas yeah, now, hasn't probably. it? probably. Yeah, like everything, isn't it? A bit but, like us. Yeah. It's time to go. You reckon? Yeah. We've still got a few minutes, but I reckon we... I think, I think the, the sooner we go, the less chance we've got of anybody else emailing and saying something <laughs> horrible. So Just to set I think, you off. I think we'll call it a day then. I've been Mike, and he's been Martin, and we will definitely see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land it's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found the legends of time All the handiworks remain Only the dream away Listening to Starburst Radio.
the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester.